Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Another Mother, a parenting podcast by My Spring Harvest with me, Emma Borkway. Welcome to our very first bonus episode. This is a bit of fun, isn't it? So if you <laughs> if you listen to the podcast on time all the time, you will know that we release episodes every other week. So this is an extra special little one because basically I had a brilliant conversation with my mum the other day after all my chat about prayer with the incredible authors of the Liturgies for Hope book that I was speaking about last time. So then I was asking my mum about all the prayers that she prayed over me and my sisters as her and my dad raised us. And they were actually pretty new to faith themselves at the time. So I thought it would be quite an interesting conversation conversation and I just wanted to know a bit more about it because you don't really actually know much of like what your parents were thinking whilst they raised you because you were just busy being a kid so it was really lovely to have the opportunity to chat to my mum in this kind of way to reflect to look back and I recorded our conversation so that you get to hear it too and I don't want to do too much talking because this is a special little episode and it's meant to be quick because it's a bonus one so let's get straight to it. Hello everybody. Um, so I am here now with my very own mother on the Another Mother podcast. <laughs> Welcome mum. Well hello Emma. It's lovely to be here. I wanted to have you on the podcast today because you are somebody who has taught me a lot about what it means to live as a Christian, not just on a Sunday, like not just going to youth group, not just going to church, but to actually live it out, like what that looks like. And I have always seen you as a very prayerful person. And I really remember, like I have very vivid memories actually of probably more in my teen years, coming downstairs in the morning and seeing you sitting in the corner, (laughs) reading your Bible, probably praying as well. And you would always pray for us before we had exams or like you would just pray for us for everything. Hmm. And we'd pray before bed. Like there was, prayer was very much part of you and the way that I see you. Um, but I know that you only actually came to faith when my oldest sister, Kirsty, was... Was she four? No, not quite four. Oh, how old she? was she? just at like three and a half. Oh, yeah, just over three and a half. Not far off four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> three and a half. <laughs> and Alice was one. Alice had just turned a year old. And I wasn't born yet. And you wasn't born yet. I'm no. the baby. Mm-hmm. So then when I came along about three years after that... Um, you had been a Christian then for like three years. Yep. So do you, did you feel like there was a difference for you in what it was like raising me in those early years mm. than how it was raising Kirsty without knowing that you had like prayer as a tool or that you could rely on Jesus or whatever to kind of help you through those hard times? My sister had a three-year-old and baby twins um when Kirsty was born so I spent a lot of time with her and you know just friends talking winging it really winging it and then just hoping you were you were doing a good job but then obviously when I became a Christian which was such a game changer and such a a lightning bolt experience for me and I, I just felt instantly transformed and then I began dad wasn't hadn't become a Christian at at that time he didn't become a Christian till a year later so obviously that brings its challenges when you kind of are seeing that you maybe need to do things differently you need to parent differently you need to do marriage differently and you know there's a new way of living life really and um so you know thankfully I, I, I went to a lovely church 
then since I became a Christian because obviously I hadn't been to church before then and um, it was a small church family church less than 100 people but there was a lot of families at the same age and stage as us as well as some families that were five ten years further down the line than us which I always think is good to have those people in your life that are a little bit ahead of you you know that that can give you that wisdom and you know, so and and very quickly, the people at church they kind of took us under their wing. And even though Dad wasn't coming to church, they invited us into their homes and social things and everything. And and we just watched the way that these people parented their children. We watched the way that these people were married, and and it was just so different to the way that we had been. Um, and and I remember one day I was in the creche. So Alice, Alice was a year old. Kirsty, you know, was not even four and this lady Jessica my really good friend who's still a good friend now she said to me oh I hope you're praying for a good Christian husband for those girls of yours and I was like what I was like what you said what was that and I was just so shocked (laughs) but actually you know I just thought well yeah you know like God says to pray for everything doesn't he and so yeah there was a lot of prayer and a lot of examples of prayer and and the, the other young mums invited me in the day to come around and the kids would all be running around playing and then they're like oh come on let's pray and we pray for the kids we pray it was chaos but we prayed and we prayed for our kids we prayed for our families and so yeah just learning just learning to pray learning to bring everything to God that he's involved in everything then you came along three years later and that was really great we were so excited so happy but nobody prepares you for the strong-willed child (laughs) (laughs) landing in your home (laughs) and and honestly uh, up to that point we kind of thought we got this parenting thing sussed we were doing all right you know everybody was happy kids were saying their prayers before we went to bed and you know all the rest of it we said and um and in came hurricane emma Hurricane Emma actually slept for the first month of her life and we were like, oh, this is a bit of all right. <laughs> and then and then Emma woke up and one day and everything changed. And I, I just remember, oh dear. Anyway, but you know, God is good, isn't he? Yeah. And every child is a gift and every child is unique and there's a purpose and a plan. And I just remember one day going to my friends, Marion, my lovely friend who just helped me so much, who's little bit older than me she's got four children you know got a lot of wisdom parenting I can't do this anymore and she just she just sat me down no nonsense no no oh dear oh it's hard isn't it none of that God has given you this child she's special she's unique she's brought she's here for a purpose and you can let that strong will um ruin like dominate your whole household <laughs> ruin your life. no not ruin <laughs> edit that bit out <laughs> You can let this strong will like dominate, you know, your house or you can take hold of it and you can channel it into something good for God and for this world and see what God will do. And then she gave me this other thing, you know, what prayed for me, shoved me out of the door, go home and talk to Ian. So I went home. I said to Ian, oh, my goodness me, this happened. Marion said we have to do this. So we made a plan. We and it was basically we'd be consistent. We'd be on the same page parenting because, you know, like he's at work all day. I'm with you. I've had this day and he comes in. He goes, oh, 
I'm like, I've had just a terrible day, you know. And so we kind of had to get on the same page, you know, with, with a lot of things. And and then we spoke to Kirsty and Alice because they were a little bit bigger then. And we said, look, we're really just going to have to be patient. And we've all got, you know, do this, but it will be better. And you know, honestly, within a week, it just changed. And it didn't. You don't want to take a child's character away because it's very important, isn't it? You don't want to take that the character. You don't want to quash down stuff, but you want to channel it into something good for God, just like Marion said. And like with you and with Kirsty and with Alice, you know, you're all different. You've all got different, unique gifts and abilities. And it's, it's, it's channeling that, that this is a gift God has given you. And, you know, and I look back now and I just think, wow. And I'm just so thankful for wise, wise people in, in our lives who... Take, send us back to God. They look at Jesus. He's the one who's got the plan in all of this. That's where you need to go. But we'll support you and, and we'll help you in it, in the journey, you know. So. Obviously, as you said, for me, the turnaround was pretty quick in terms mm. of that. Obviously, I think I was still a bit of a problem, but you noticed quite a significant change within a week. Yeah. But when you're praying for your kids, not every prayer is like an immediate mm. answer. Mm. And there are some prayers that you pray that are kind of sewing in their future mm. or like you said praying for a future husband <laughs> when your kid is crawling um but yeah there's there's different there's different ways to pray for your child and I think it's quite easy I, I would say I probably pray more for Ezra and Hallie's like immediate needs mm. because I forget to mm. pray for future things do you feel like that, how did you sow <laughs> seeds of prayer in our life and were there specific prayers that you prayed for us and maybe ones that you've seen answered mm, yeah so that's like three questions yeah no I think I think it's yeah no it's like you said in the beginning because because we were new Christians really me and dad and felt like you know you, you say oh I was brought up in a Christian home but I just think wow we just like we were just all learning like learning about faith learning about praying learning about you know all these all these things and um so yeah it was quite an adventure but the 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 scripture that I just love and 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 read a lot for for all those years was um and 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 still do you know is Isaiah is Isaiah 44 she's got her bible with her oh sorry just so you know I no, just, I'm saying I just think it's good. Most people these days just use that phone, but oh no, oh no, with... pen and paper, <laughs> Bible. Love it. Sorry, yeah, read us the scripture. So Isaiah 44, Israel the chosen. But now listen, Jacob, my servant Israel, whom I have chosen. This is what the Lord says: He who made you, who formed you in the womb, and who will help you. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Jeshurun, whom I have chosen, whom I have chosen, for I will pour out water on the thirsty ground and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow, like poplar trees by flowing streams. Some will say, I belong to the Lord. Others will call themselves by the name of Jacob. Still others will write on their hands, the Lord's. And and I, and I, next to this scripture, because I just love that, where it talks about 
Um, I'll pour out my spirit on your offspring, a blessing on your descendants. They will spring up like grass in a meadow. And it's like, oh God, it's not like, oh God, please, please make this happen. God said, I will, Mm. I will, I will. And, you know, and just taking that and praying, some will say, I belong to the Lord. Just pray, my children will say that they will know for themselves, I belong to the Lord. You know, they'll write on their hands, I am the Lord's. That, 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 that you will know that for yourselves. Mm. We didn't want our children to grow up. Um, you know, I was, I was raised as a Catholic in my early life. But I was only a Catholic, really, because I was told that's what I was. I didn't really kind of, you know. So that so there's that knowing that person, having that personal encounter for yourself, knowing for yourself, and and uh, yeah, just I think praying scriptures like this, which are know you're digging deep. You're, it's, you know, it's, it's I'm still praying this now because now we're praying this for our grandchildren. And next to this, next to this scripture in my other Bible, on the um, I'd written on after just after you were baptized. In two thousand and um, I was fifteen. In t- yeah, two thousand and then. <laughs> anyway, I'd, and back then. I'd written, I'd written all three children baptized because this is the scripture that I prayed, and you all baptized. And then recently, I sat down and I wrote next to this scripture in my Bible in the margin. I'd written your names, Kirsty, Alice, and Emma, and underneath I've written Dan, Dom, and Isaac, your husbands. And then I've written Levi, Daisy, Zipporah, Eugene, Miles, Marnie, Ezra and Hallie, our, our eight grandchildren. Mm. It's a blessing, isn't it? Well, and for, and for us, you know, like the undeserved grace of God. And that's the thing that I just think of so much. There was nothing that we have done. There's nothing we could have done. There was nothing in our in our life before when we didn't even consider God Really, when we got married, when we had children, we never considered God in any of that. Well, apart from you. And, um, you know, and I just think that undeserved grace of God. There's another scripture. Is that all right? Yeah. Just, which is Isaiah 40, which is such an encouragement for when you're, you know, bringing, bringing up your, ch- your children. And Isaiah 40 verse 11 says, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. So like, well, the shepherd is with you and he's leading you as you're bringing up these young children, you know, and um, God is with you in that. You're not called to do, to do it alone. He's, he's given us the privilege of, of parenting these children on this earth. And, but he's not standing by saying, oh, not doing very well today are they (laughs) you know he's in it with you invite the holy spirit into your home isn't it and ask him everything just being just being everything the pile of washing up you know and yeah that's was a long answer no excellent (laughs) answer i love that i think that it it can be difficult especially in the earlier years of having children when you're so busy your brain isn't always present Mm -hmm. you're just like running from somewhere to the next um, but it's so important to create, like cultivate a habit of prayer. Mm. How do you feel like you did that? Or if you were to do it again, how would you do it? I think it's really difficult, isn't it? It's such a difficult thing to do when you've got little kids and you've got a ton of washing and you've got, a, you know, stuff going on. And, and especially I think now for you mums these days, I had the privilege of being a staying at home mum for 10 years while I raise, while we raise our children. And, and I, I look now and I just think what a privilege because not many have got that 
luxury mm-hmm. now so you've got an added dimension which is very very hard and even when you were bigger and I did go back to work then I was like oh so what it would have been like when it were little I just don't know but I think you've just got to find your own little niche haven't you and not worry it's not about having a tidy house and the children playing perfectly and lovely dinner cooking in the oven and I'll just have my quiet time it doesn't happen does it and I and you just got to take whatever time you can get haven't you whether that's getting up extra early which worked for me I liked that quiet before the day but I was so encouraged by uh, listening to other people I read another story about um, John and Charles Wesley's mum back in hundreds of years ago she had something like 16 children I know and and her quiet time was sat in the corner of the room with her apron over her head (laughs) and next to her she had a butt of cold water in a ladle and the children knew that if mum was sat in the corner with her apron over her head that was her quiet time you mustn't disturb her and if any of the kids went near her she'd get the ladle of water and flick it over her (laughs) so you've just got to be creative haven't you just got to find your place and I just remember saying that to you when you were little you lot if you don't just let me have a bit of quiet I'm going to flick water over you like John Wesley's mum you know so yeah be creative and don't don't be condemned you know we're not meant to pray like somebody else does or mm-hmm. you know it's you it's your walk it's your family these are the children god has given you they're not the same as somebody else's children yeah. and how they do it so yeah it's um yeah just pray just pray with your children everything because god is in everything isn't he and yeah, yeah so amen Thank you so much, Mum. All right. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that bonus episode with my lovely mum. It was her first podcast ever, and I think she did a brilliant job. Um, One thing that I wanted to say very quickly at the end here is I actually grew up going to Christian events every year, like the camping events, and it was a really good way for me to build friendship with other children in my church while my parents were also able to build their community, that kind of community that my mom was just talking about. And this is one of the reasons that I love Spring Harvest as an event. It is not camping, but it is back at Butlins for April 2024 in both Skegness and Minehead. Um, and it will just be an amazing week of spiritual refreshment a good time to be together as a family to enjoy all the on-site activities as well as hearing from a brilliant team of speakers and worship leaders as together we explore the theme up and alive living the life we are made for That sounds good, doesn't it? So if you want to find out more, head over to springharvest.org and see if this is something that is suitable for you and your family or you and your church community. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Another Mother. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and we would absolutely love your help in spreading the word about this podcast. So please do share it with your friends, share it with other parents, other mums that you may know, mums-to-be, parents-to-be, just anybody that you think might enjoy it. Thank you.